funders in those experiments that you've run anonymized or de-anonymized? Because I'm thinking through the example you gave and how there are other plausible explanations for why there might be two funders. I'm just thinking about, for instance, reputational risk associated with certain types of scientific research. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are other plausible explanations, but those largely hinge on named names versus them being anonymous. So how do you think about other contributing factors depending on how you're conducting the experiments? Sure. So first of all, in quadratic funding, unfortunately, you do need to have some kind of model for identity because you know, he needs to prevent the two people from just pretending that they are 100 people. Right. Um, But with cryptography, you actually can do fancy things that give you most of the benefit from having anonymity despite um, needing to have an identity system. Basically, you can have a system where people can make all these contributions and they're, you know, done in such a way that the system identifies, like, how many unique contributors there are for each project but where the system does not get an idea, like nobody actually gets any um, idea of exactly which particular person um, donated how much money to which particular project. This is done using this uh, really important and fascinating topic of a zero-knowledge proof cryptography. In zero-knowledge proof cryptography, like basically the idea is that it allows you to make cryptographic proofs that some statement is true. Um, So, like, I can make a cryptographic proof that says that, you know, I have 100 coins or that you signed a message um, that contains, like, some um, some fact about me and it was signed with your key. And you can make these proofs, but where the proof does not reveal the contents of uh, the thing that it's proving, right? So, like, for example, I can prove that I have an account that has at least 100 coins, but I don't have to prove which account it is. I don't have to prove exactly how many coins I have. And there's a lot of this very fancy mathematical magic that basically creates this protocol where if you give me a proof, then I know that the statement is true because if the statement is false, you would have had no way to generate the proof. But if I have just a proof, I can learn nothing else beyond the fact that that particular statement is correct. So this is incredibly powerful cryptography. It's uh, it's behind Zcash, for example. Um, mm-hmm. There's also Ethereum applications like Tornado Cash um, that are using it. There's... Zero knowledge proofs also have these really nice scalability proofs. Um, so the uh, proofs are very f- quick to verify, even if the statement that they're proving is incredibly complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ZK rollups, like some of these uh, scaling solutions, end up uh, really benefiting from using them. So very powerful technology. And I think it's also very significant from a social perspective because. You know, we have this broader kind of anonymity versus accountability debate, right? Of like, you know, the benefits of privacy versus the benefits of like basically persistent reputations. Mm -hmm. And zero knowledge cryptography is really powerful because it may, in a lot of cases, allow us to get both good things at the 